Thanks for tuning in to LGR Reviews on the Let's Get Ready Network, the place for coverage of all the things you love. On this feed, we cover movies, TV, video games, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR underscore network. And please leave a rating and a review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. Hey guys, it's Justin, aka Hambone. Just here to let you know a couple of things that we have going on with the channel. One, we have a Patreon. If you can and want to support us, you can do that. A little as a dollar, you can join the Discord. We also have a merch store where you can get some cool shirts, mugs, and stuff with all of our different shows and labels on there. Okay. And thank you for all of our supporters that have already been there with us. happening everybody it's your boy Ferris Blona and welcome to another edition of our Rocky review series up next one of my personally I'm not gonna lie to you my favorite Rocky film okay wow yeah. okay my favorite my favorite Rocky film Rocky 3 you see it Rocky you see it in the back Rocky versus Creed 3 the fight we will never see who won we don't know well we don't know, we don't know up until Creed, where Rocky reveals to his son, who actually won the fight. Dang, we, we, we're not quite there I was, yet. I was, I was, I was going to get there. We're not quite there yet. There. Okay. I was going to get there when we got there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you're right. That, that did happen. But but who knows? He, he might be, he not might be like, telling him the truth. Exactly. But the man you just heard right now is my main man, Dagan Dagan. How are you, my bro? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. This is a very fun Rocky movie. Yes. I think that's that's the word I would use to describe it. It's it's maybe not as dramatic or, or grounded as the first two movies, mm -hmm. but it's just so much fun. And there there are still some pretty like intense emotional beats throughout. I mean, you got you got the mm -hmm. all the Mickey stuff, which we'll talk about. But mm -hmm. yeah, this this is it's it's tough uh, to uh, to rank this low. You know what I mean? It's like mm -hmm. these Rocky movies are tough to rank because, and we're gonna do our rankings towards the end. But it's like, I like, I kind of like them all. So it's hard mm -hmm. to like, where do I put this one? Do I put it above two? Do I put it below two? Like they're, they're all very unique in that way that it's tough to be like, you know, this one's ranks much lower than the first two movies, you know, because mm -hmm. it's, it's different. They it's, we're going into the eighties. They switched it up a bit. You know, they, they, uh, they're going with the times. These movies kind of always go with the times. Absolutely. So it's a little more flashier, a little bit more, uh, you know, cocaine infused, perhaps. Probably. But, um, Probably. You know, nineteen eighty-two, I believe. Oh yeah, it is. So, Dagan, let's get right into it. Give me your overall thoughts on the rock on this film. What were your overall thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I kind of kind of just did right there, but like, yeah. uh, it's it's definitely it's a it's not the same tone. They they establish that mm -hmm. right away in mm -hmm. like the the very first. I mean, it starts off with you know the end of the last movie um, as most of these do, mm -hmm. but then we kind of just jump right in and it's like montage, you know, there's these, this one. And then the next one, even more so a lot more like montage type of editing going on. And it's def definitely like screams early eighties to you. As soon, as soon as you start watching, like, okay, okay. Now we're in the eighties, a little more flashier. I think I, I sort of hinted at that, that I would refer to these next two movies as more flashier. Mm -hmm. um, Cause they definitely are, but 
yeah, I really like this movie. Again, it's very enjoyable, very entertaining. And I love, I, as a pro wrestling fan, I love all the stuff with, with Thunder Lips and everything. And, and just like where yeah, Rocky's, brother. yeah, where Rocky is at at his career. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because this is like, this is a few years after the events of Rocky Two. You know, he's, he's a champ. He's just knocking everybody out. Defended a, it 10 uh, times. Yeah, which is a, a pretty pivotal plot point mm-hmm. throughout this movie because, you know, we get that scene with him and Mickey, and Mickey's like, ah, I took, you know, took it easy. I, oh, you threw it. They weren't the set up. They weren't yeah, set up. You know, yeah. like, um, they were just so, trying to protect your rock. Trying to yeah. 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 You so really get right into the combination digging. of the what was your favorite moment? What was your favorite moment? What was your favorite of, of Rocky Three? I keep going back to the moment where he's kind of at his. He had the all the the last two, especially they have to bring Rocky to kind of his lowest point, right? Mm-hmm. And then somebody has to come in to to pull him out of that. In the last movie, it was Adrian saying, "You got to win." In this one, it's Apollo of all people. You know, help where maybe he didn't expect it. And I love that sort of introduction to that relationship where he's in the gym and it's very, very kind of dramatic, but Apollo comes in. I don't know how he found him there. Oh, he, he said some line about he waited at his house for he's an at his hour. his house and, for an hour. Yeah. And then, yeah. And, and, his, and then and Adrian said he's probably at the old mixed gym. gym. Yeah. yeah. So um, I really liked that moment of Creed and Rocky meeting and really if you look at it it's creed giving this kind of business proposal you know he talked about this in rocky one where he's just, he's a very smart businessman this mm-hmm. character and that that's like you know not the main reason obviously to make money but it's certainly part of the reason he said you know this fight could draw bigger than our fight and everything so there's a business angle to it but it really establishes where the series is going to go from here with those mm-hmm. two characters and then even more at the end. I, I I think that moment that you have behind you, it's tough to to vote against that as my favorite moment of, of this movie where it's the two of them and they're about to fight again and it's just that that shot with the eye of the tiger. So I think the, mo- the moments that stick out for me as my favorite moments are the moments with, with Rocky and Creed and really setting up their friendship, really, because that's mm-hmm. what it turns into, you know? Yeah. What about you? Fun, fun fact you said about Eye of the Tiger. Fun fact, fun fact, guys. I'm, I'm gonna drop some facts about the entire. Um, Stallone actually wanted to use Queens. Another one bites the dust instead. Yeah, Interesting. but he couldn't get the rights to it. Get the rights. So he asked the band Survivor to write a song for the movie. Yeah, they came up with Eye of the Tiger, which won a Grammy. But for another twisted wit, Joe Esposito's song "You're the Best" was also written for the movie. You know the song in Karate Kid 1? You're the best around. That song? Rocky uh, Stallone was like, nah, I don't want that song. He he said he didn't want that song. He chose Eye of the Tiger. Then that song became the Karate Kid theme. Can oh, somebody go in and do a, do a re-edit and put that okay. song in in place yeah. of Eye of yeah, the yeah. Tiger? Then have Eye of the Tiger and Karate Kid? Like- that, would be, that, would be, <laughs> that would be phenomenal. So yeah, my favorite moment is um, they're on the beach. And Creed, it's the first time where Creed just blazes past him, right? And he's like, ah, he quit. I see it. He quit. It's done. He's done. I see it. Because, like, he's, like, he's, like, standing on the beach, you know, contemplating life and all its mysteries and horrors and, you know, missing Mick and all that jazz. 
and Adrian just like walks up to him. And again, Adrian, Adrian being yeah. the emotional center, being the core to Rocky, you know, people like what's who's she's one of the most important characters in this entire film franchise. Oh, you know, it, yeah, yeah. arguably the most important. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The most, the most important. She then checks for the Rocky him. movies. Yeah. yeah. She checks him, bro. She checks him straight up. Yo, she was like, get your shit together. We gotta, we, you gotta like, no, cause like she, you, you can't, I can't help you. You can't, I can't help you get out of this rut. You, you have to win this for you. You have to, yes, exactly. You have to do it for you. I, we can't live like this. We can't live like this. And you know, and what do you like, what's going on? What, tell me what's wrong. And he's like, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. And, and she was like, yeah, you're human. You're a human. We're all afraid. He's like, I can't be afraid. I can't. He's like, yes, you can. You're a human. We can all be afraid of anything. You're not super. You're not. You're not Superman. You're not. You're not. You're not a superhero. You're just a regular dude who bleeds. Who bleeds like I bleed. You're just who just fights. You know what I mean? He's scared because now he has the kid. He has her. Um. He has all the all the stuff. All the all the stuff they they they've, he's gotten over the years. He wants to protect it. And she's like. So that don't mean nothing if you're not right, because you need to win it for you. You can't win it for because Mickey died. You can't be guilty right. over he, him dying. You need to get yourself together. That was one of my favorite scenes. That was my yeah, that's a, that's another great scene. That that would have yeah. been probably the other one that I would have mentioned because it's yeah. it's very very important to the to the story and to the characters. And uh, yeah. again, great chemistry with uh, Stallone and Talia Shire exactly. in this one. And um, yeah, Dagan, your your thoughts on the on you know this the, the all all these movies? They have a training montage. They your do. thoughts on your thoughts on this training montage in Rocky Three? It's a great one. It's it's interesting because you were you were talking about the beach scene where he break, kind of breaks down and has that moment with Adrian. Mm -hmm. And I think I noticed that that's the first use of like him kind of having this PTSD and flashbacks. You know, like there are montages earlier in the film. But it's all stuff that kind of moves moves forward. Whereas that scene where Creed is outrunning him kind of starts these flashbacks and he's, you know, remembering uh, Mickey dying and like mm -hmm. all this other stuff. But I I think the actual training montage itself uh is is very good. I, again, like we I think we started to rank the montages themselves mm -hmm. uh recently. And this one, I think this one's pretty high up there. I mean, it's just very like, very eighties. It's very early eighties. Mm -hmm. It's like you got got that kind of music, and it's sort of all edited to the rhythm, and him and Creed bouncing or doing the, the kind of a dance almost. Yeah, yeah. You know, and a lot of sweat, a lot of man sweat. Absolutely, it's the a lot 80s, of manliness man. going it's the on. Eighties man, hell yeah, baby. It's Follow Creed with that that crop top. Yeah. <laughs> you know, running That's around what... the running up and down the beach. That's what men used to look like, man. You know, hairy, ready to uh, uh, back in the day, man. Now, now all the dudes got like they're all waxed. Like, now, man, back in the day, man, you, you got a little hair on your chest. Show you a man, uh, you know what I mean? Oh, uh, nothing, uh, nothing wrong with a little hair. No, exactly yes. not. Nothing, nothing wrong. Yeah. But hey, man, uh, you know what I like about the montage too? Like, what they they, they, they go to LA, right? They go to LA, right? And they show change up. Change of scenery. Change of scenery, exactly. So it's LA. They're not in Philly. They're in LA. Not Philly anymore. Exactly. Yeah. And you could see, like, you know, these Italian people, Bert, um, Paulie, um, Rocky, um, Adrian, they're all Italian. 
They're going into a, a boxing gym of full of African-American men, right? You can see the, you know, I like how, like, you know, this is an 80s film, but they're like, hey, man, look at the racial dynamics in this film. You know, they, they felt uneasy. Yeah. You know, they I felt thought Polly was going to get his ass kicked. No, Polly was, we, we, oh Polly, Polly's a scumbag. Polly, we've been, he, we know, Polly, you know, like Polly being a racist was like, yeah, of course he is. Like when I first saw it, when I, when I first watched this movie, right? When I first watched this movie, I'm like, of course, of course, of course he's a racist. Of course he's a racist. Like, of course, because, you know, it's that, you know, he's, he's probably in his 40s, maybe. So if he's in his 40s. He was probably born in the 40s and in the 50s. So makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I, I was I was holding out hope, but no, no. And my favorite scene is like my favorite scene is where he's like, he's like, I don't he's like, I don't think they like me very much. No, no, no. I, he right. said, he said, he said, um, I don't think they don't like, like me very much, Rocky. Yeah. Uh, he's like, no, 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 I don't think he's like, I don't like these people, man. And then, then Rocky's like, right. you know what, you know, you know what, you know what, Paulie? What I don't if know if they like, like you too much. I don't either. think they like you. And he's like, "What did I do to them? What did I do like, to them? <laughs> exactly. What What did they do to you? You, you racist piece of shit. <laughs> exactly. He's like, "What did I do to them? It's like, yeah. So like, it's not like complete, like straight, just owning Paulie's racism on his face. You know what I mean? So like, you dipshit. So like, I love that, and I love you know, I love you know, man, big fan of Duke. I love Duke, man. Yeah. I love Duke so much. Underrated like, character in this underrated character that, yeah. that dude. So so yeah, I like how like they kind of like it didn't fully dive deep into it because you know it is the 80s, right? It's the 80s. There wasn't a lot of films you dive. There probably was, but not a lot. Um uh, to like dive into racial dynamics, but they were there. Like they were there, they they showed it to you. Like, look here, guys, Italian people around a bunch of black dudes, uneasiness, you know. And then you know, and then and then uh, when when uh when when Apollo's like talking to them, and he's like, "Hey, Rock, come on, meet the guys, meet the guys," and like, and Rock's like, "Okay." And then he's like, he's like shaking hands, he's like, uh, you know, he's kind of like, he's like, yeah, he's cool, <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's cool, but like, he's like, kind of like, he tells you know, a little uneasy. Yeah, he's yeah. kind of uneasy, right? Which is you know, you know, you know, race, the racial dynamics. But then you know, he kind of gets more comfortable, right? You know, you kind of get more comfortable because, you know. If you don't live near a bunch, if you live only near a select group of people, you don't know about anyone else in the world, right? You just know, you know, the Italian part of Philly. You know, that's all you know. That's all you know. And here's the thing, too. In Philly, too, um, like the, the um, in Rocky One, you know, the the um, the the manager of the meatpacking plant is an African American man, but that's one dude, right? That's one dude. But now you know you're in you're in a you're in a domain where it's mostly African American men. So like you kind of like you're like oh the, 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 demo, the demographics are a little shifted. different. Yeah, yeah, the demographics got shifted. You know, and I, I it's one of my favorite films because of that because it showed uh, something in America that's big. You know, race. You know, you know, and you know, and Apollo Creed being him. You know, he he. So just like come on, let me help you out, man. I, I really love that. I really loved that part. You know, because Apollo's like, hey, man, we gonna beat this dude. I hate this guy. You know, I'm okay with losing to you, but I don't like this man beating you because that's not cool. Because I could, I should be the only one who beat you. All right, so let's go. Come on, and it creates a budding relationship. This is one of the reasons I love this film. The their relationship becoming tighter and friends, and then they became family. And then and then when we talk about Rocky Four, we'll talk about it more. But like, man, I just I loved Rocky Three. I loved it. I'm not gonna lie to you. 
growing up, I watched Rocky three first. Wow. I watched it first. Okay. Yeah, I watched it first. So I watched it first. So I, I just thought this was your introduction to the franchise. This was my this is my introduction to Rocky. Then I watched wow. one and two. Rocky three was the first one I ever watched because I saw Mr. T, right? God, I pity fool. I pity the fool, man. And that's like, hey, yo, line, that's the origin of his famous catchphrase is in this exactly. movie. Exactly. By yeah. the way, um, by the way, Clubber Lang was never supposed to have a mohawk in outrageous sideburns. He wasn't. That wasn't Clubber Lang. That was just Mr. T, period. And they weren't gonna tell Mr. T to change his haircut. Cause, like, you know what? He's a former bodyguard from Muhammad Ali and Sugar Ray Leonard. Let's not mess with him. You know, right. just let him let him be Mr. T. <laughs> Just let him be Mr. T. What are your thoughts about Mr. T in the film? The, the antagonist. Dude, I, I, he's he's so great in his role. Yeah. And it's amazing because this is his first uh, theatrical film, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like some of the background on it, like they he Stallone wanted to cast a, like a real life boxer. Uh, and there he had a couple people in mind, like Frazier, I think. And I, I forget who the other one was. But basically they, they screen, did screen tests. And Mr. T did so great in his screen test that they're like, okay, that's that's the guy. And then I think they sort of they rewrote the character a little bit to sort of fit Mr. T. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it just this this is if you want peak Mr. T, even though this is him his first role on screen, this is this is what you got to start with. You got to start with Rocky Three, and then then you can go like A Team and whatever mm -hmm. else. But uh, yeah, he's he's just so great in his role and. This this kind of like I, I don't I don't like anybody you know I work alone he's he does that a few times and mm -hmm. just it always makes me laugh when he he like cuts a basically in wrestling terms he cuts a heel promo on Rocky when he's doing that like you think it's gonna be his retirement speech and they unveil the statue and everything and Mister mm -hmm. T's there like shouting hey woman he's he's going at he's to tell you woman hey, you want to see what a real man is uh, I'll come over to my apartment I'll show you what a real just like just classic like heel you know boxer type of thing there just just anything he could do to get into rocky's head you know so yeah mr t is just aced it for sure in this role mm -hmm. a fun fact about the fight the only fight in the series to not go the full 15 it went three rounds right it went three rounds or he knocked him out both fight. Oh, there's two fights. That that's the other thing. Like I go back and rewatch. Oh, you're right. They, they fight twice. Yeah. First fight, Rocky two. gets his ass handed to him in two rounds. Mm -hmm. Knockout in the second round. And of course, with Mickey and everything that's going mm -hmm. on there. Second fight, the main fight of the movie, which I think is longer in terms of duration uh, than any any of the previous two fights in the first two movies. Mm -hmm. But yet, it's the shortest. Fight An actual, yeah, yeah. realistic duration it's uh only three rounds so yeah, yeah that's kind of interesting so Dagan, let's get your let's, let's let's talk about one of the most heartbreaking moments in all of the racket franchise yeah the passing of the great mickey goodwill goodmill we sad. Lost him. sad very sad scene yeah um you can clearly see it that he was having heart problems and then you know the skirmish before the fight where he, where where club Lang shoves him into the guardrail um, which I forgot that Club Lang killed Mick. Quickly forgot. I was like, I was kind like, oh, he indirect, indirectly, yeah. but yeah, yeah, he killed him. Um, it's weird because yeah, like I, I kind of had this memory. It, yeah, going back and like rewatching it for the first time in a while, which I did when I before Creed Two, I had this. I kind of 
remembered Thunderlips. He'd taken a bump from Thunderlips at one point. But no, it was yeah. just like all this mayhem that was going on that caused him to be like, ah, oh, he's, he's kind of hanging there ringside. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, then the actual kind of bump that he takes, the skirmish is happens with with uh, Clubber Lang when they're mm -hmm. kind of about to have the fight and then they're shouting at each other in the hallway. And yeah, and that that's what really kind of uh, sets that in motion. But yeah, man, very, very emotional scene. I think one of the saddest scenes in the entire franchise, you know, I was saying this movie is very fun and very flashy and kind of like more upbeat than the first two and not as dramatic, but yet it has maybe the saddest scene in the entire series where, where, where Mickey passes away and Rocky has to come in and he's asking him if he wins and he Rocky has to just kind of make it better and tell him that, that he won, even yeah, though he didn't. Did. You know, and um, Burgess Meredith, great performance as always in this. You know, rest in peace, the great Burgess Meredith. I think he was like uh, in his mid-70s in this movie. But clearly, I think the character of Mickey is supposed to be a little older. I think he's yeah. supposed to probably be like his 80s yeah. at this point. Um, but yeah, man, just the, the definitely the performance by both of those actors, like Stallone especially, just the sounds that he makes. You know, some of the, mm -hmm. oh, this is guttural. Because this this really is the first big tragedy in Rocky's life. Mm -hmm. You know, we had we had the scare with Adrian in the last movie, and he gets very mm -hmm. emotional during that. But this is the first real big death for him, you know? And uh, it, it's very, I think, like that. Like any anybody that experiences a massive loss like that for the first time in their life, really get affected by it moving forward. So uh, that that is definitely a standout scene as well in this movie. And just a, a very well job, a very well done job by everybody involved, the way it's shot, the way it's edited. You know, um, Talia Shire as well, Adrian there. Uh, very, very good stuff. Yeah. And like the way they set up the camera, you see Rock's face, you see how like his messed up left eye, and yeah. you see... um. You know, birds made it, and he's like just making like hissing sounds, and then and then like goes quiet. He's like wheezing, and the, yeah, yeah and the way that the sound editing, where you, know you can hear kind of his last breath. Oh, yeah, it's just really intense. And then you, he's just like nothing. Yeah. And you're like, oh, he just died. He just died. So like, yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of, it was very heartbreaking, man. I miss you, Mick. I miss you, man. Yeah. Thank God they didn't make Mick a racist like they originally wanted. So thank God. <laughs> now they really gave that to Polly. Yeah, they gave. <laughs> Makes sense because Polly scumbag, man. Sheesh, you know, scumbag. Speaking of death, I just want to point out, um, fun fact in 1979, um, Stallone told Roger Ebert that the end of the, the Rocky trilogy, this was going to be like the end. Um, he was going to fight, Rocky was going to fight in the Coliseum in Rome, so he's going to travel to Rome and fight in the Coliseum and trying to like so Sylvester Stallone tried to write in the Pope as a, as a member of the audience, like, <laughs> you know, like what? okay. Yeah. So like yeah, and then like a year later, he was still wrestling with how Rocky would end, right? And then and then and then he was like, if I had the real nerve, Rocky would die at the end of the third film. Like I would kill him, you know. But wow. he didn't kill him. Yeah, he was like he was he was thinking of killing him at the end of the third film, but he didn't. But man, that's so funny. How like, would that man, have gone down? Would Mr. T have just killed him? Is that, uh, that kind know. of the idea? Maybe it's a really dark ending. Yeah. It's like murder, murdering Rocky on screen. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, Rocky. I, I thought Rocky. for sure Rocky was gonna die in Creed Two. 
but uh Creed two? No, I'd, yeah. I'm not I thought one of those two movies. I thought he was gonna go. But. I thought Rocky was gonna die at Creed four. I thought Creed that was four. Be, I mean, uh, Rocky four. Sorry. <laughs> Not quite there yet. That's still Back, like not 10 quite years there yet. We're still on three years. Creed, Creed four. Yeah. yeah. Hey, probably like 2026 20, or something. You know. Creed know. four: The Return of Clubber Lang. Um, right. Yeah. I like. I like how like when Creed comes out. I like how like they. It's gonna be a kind of like a boxing film. I like. I, I like. I like it because of the trailer as well. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. I, but yeah, I am worried though, considering uh, Stallone is not in this movie. That he's gonna yeah. passed away off screen, and I'll be very angry if that's the case. Maybe not. Maybe if they do it, store some kind well, of. Well, you know, well, Michael B. Jordan it. needs to take the mantle of because this this series has a lot oh, of yeah. a lot has a lot of uh, main actor directing. This is the second film Sylvester Stallone directed. You know, direct. He didn't direct one. He directed two and three. I think he also directed four, but don't quote me on it. And I know he didn't direct five. John Alvison directed five. So there's right. that. So yeah. Um, another fun fact about Clubber Lang: he was originally supposed to have a cameo in Creed Two. Uh, he's the director of that particular film. Stephen Stephen Cable, Cable Jr. was talking about, it and he said, "Man, dang, wouldn't it be cool if we brought in Clubber Lang?" And there was this version where Creed was talking about it too, like him having a daughter or something that, that's mm-hmm. like out in the West or in New Mexico. We were playing with a lot of different ideas, but no, I don't. I don't know if Clubber Lang will ever come back. So they played with the idea of having him return, but uh, I don't think anything came of it. But that would have been interesting if we'd seen a a, a cameo or a re reemergence of that character in some form. Because it's like I always wondered that. I'm like, what happened to Clubber Lang after this? Because mm-hmm. he like it's a pretty quick rise and fall. I I, I would assume that it's just somebody that kind of got got forgotten about. You know, like there's it all these, a lot there's of all these boxers boxing. that, yeah. No, that so just, every time in heavyweight boxing, there's there's a heavyweight who like yeah. rises up, gets the belt, and like and then loses he, it immediately. Loses it, like he loses yeah. it, and then like he like no one ever talks about him again. Like um, like Hasim Rahman. So Hasim Rahman. Who? Exactly. Well, don't say that to my, to the Baltimore homies. Um. So Hasim Rahman rose up, beat Lennox Lewis for the belt, and then. Took the rematch against Lennox Lewis, lost the belt right away, just like this film, and I think never won a belt ever again. <clears throat> yeah, I mean it, it happens. Yeah, it, it happens, happens all the time. It happens. But I guess all that's like my my head cannon for Clubber Lang's that. Yeah. You know, it's just too quick. Is he he comes up, he beats Rocky, and then he loses immediately loses to Rocky, and it's like, oh yeah, Rocky beat that guy in '82. Uh, who was that again? There's that weird, weird like few month period where Rocky didn't have the belt. Like, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I'll, yeah, because like in, in the heavyweight in heavyweight boxing, man, all it takes is one punch. All it yeah. takes is one punch, man. One punch and you get you. If you're like distracted, one punch gets you, man. Buster Douglas on Tyson, Rockman yeah. on Lennox Lewis. You know, um, did it, did it ever happen to Muhammad Ali, or did Muhammad Ali only lose like great fighters? I think he's only lost a great fight. I think lost I think, Joe yeah, Lewis. that's that's what makes him stand out as the guy. Yeah, yeah, he, he doesn't yeah. lose to like the, to the tomato cans. <laughs> right. But yeah, it happens all the time, bro. Like just like this dude, uh Bermine Stavern, he had a belt, lost his belt to Deontay Wilder, had a rematch against Deontay Wilder, lost again, and he's nowhere to be found. No, I he's, he's nowhere to be found. Yeah, like like yeah. sometimes heavyweight boxers aren't the most skilled, they're just the bigger and they hit the hardest. So you know, you just got to hit somebody in the face really hard to get them. That happens all the time. Yeah. So like Cumberland 
rising up and falling. It's just that simple. It's, just it's, hit it's literally in the just face. that simple really in hard. heavyweight boxing. Yeah, it's literally that simple. He rose up, he fell, boom, have a nice day. Everybody forgot about him. Everyone yeah. forgot about him. Exactly. Pretty much. Um, Dagan, any, like, what's an underrated part of this film that no one really talks about, do you think? Underrated part of this film. I like um, how they, me, me personally, I like how they integrated Apollo. They could have dropped Apollo and you have somebody else do this, right? Yeah. But they intro- they reintroduced him and they kind of like they gave him a new role, kind of like a the way they the way they did Carl Weathers. I, I that's the one thing that kind of separates it from 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 one and two. I love one and two, but like three with me, it's like Apollo Creed's my favorite character in the entire series. You know, so just the way they made him like they made him a coach and a manager, you know, yeah, mentor. And they kind of like a mentor, kind of like reset Rocky in the in the world. You know, and personally, I prefer Apollo Creed's boxing style over Rocky's. You know, it's more visually appealing when, you know, when, when they're training, they're bouncing around. And then, you know, they're kind of like, you know, kind of like just like when they're bouncing, you know, it's, it keep, keep, keep your right hand out. You're jabbing, right? You're a lefty, right? Keep your right hand out. Jab. And they're kind of just bouncing. I, I, I enjoy that scene. Like, what do you think something is underrated that no one really talks about in this film? Yeah, that that's a good shout. Just uh, everything with Apollo. Um, mm-hmm. It's something really small. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know if people really talk about it as much. But the unveiling of the statue, mm-hmm. there's a moment when it at, when they pull the thing off and you see it for the first time. The immediate reaction of Stallone, the immediate reaction of Balbello, where he's looking at it like, "What in the absolute f is that?" Yeah. You know, like it's this moment mm-hmm. of almost shock and awe. And it takes Mickey to be like, ah, it's a thing of beauty, you know, for him to mm-hmm. kind of move on from it. And then later in the film, during that sort of, I don't know if you call it a montage, but this sort of sequence of him experiencing this emotional despair, sadness. Yeah. This, mm-hmm. yeah, the loss of Mickey. He rides his motorcycle up to the statue and he takes his helmet and he throws it at him, like throwing it at himself. Like, screw that guy. I'm not that guy anymore. Like, what happened to that guy? Kind of thing. I think that that's an interesting. The whole Rocky statue, which is an actual statue that you can see in, yes. in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. um, that to me is a, a, one of the more underrated aspects. I think maybe of this particular film, maybe not for the mm-hmm. overall franchise, but certainly for this movie. Do you think the the emotional beats in this film are on par of one and three, one and two, or do you think it's lacking in some in some aspect? Interesting to compare. Um, I think the. Not so much lacks that, but maybe lacks the more gritty realism of the situations involving, like the you know the the scenery, Philadelphia. You know, it's it's obviously it, it's not Rocky's not like down on his luck anymore. You know, like I kind of maybe maybe that's why I I don't know dislike Rocky Five so much. I, again, I'm going to be really interested to see what my opinion on is on that one, but. I thought they did that poorly, but they had the right idea of revisiting Rocky as sort of uh, has kind of having to start from scraps, you know, to start from nothing. And, you know, two, he kind of rises up a little bit, but then in three, he's like, you know, he's got all this money and there's, there's no real struggle. He kind of loses the struggle and the struggle really has to come once Mickey passes away, you know, and that that's like a huge part of it. But like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's lacking some of that a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's just much, it's just different. I, I don't know if I can, 
if that's like a valid criticism or not, it's more just like, well, they changed the tone. So you're not going to get as much of that. But I don't know if it lacks those emotional beats. Um, because I think like just the, the Mickey stuff kind of makes up for it, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if that makes sense. No, I, I think it does make sense. I got you. I know what you're coming from. And I think that was one of the main parts of the first part of the film is mix like, like when, when they're, one of my favorite, one of my favorite scenes I like it is like where they're they're doing the first montage with Clubber Lang, the first fight. You know, Clubber Lang's in like some back alley, whatever. You know, and then you know Rocky is. It's funny. I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna show you a juxtaposition of um in Rocky Four that's gonna be hilarious as hell. Okay. And Rocky is you know is you know the cameras and and the women and and all the hoopla during the training sessions and mix like. Yeah. What are we doing here? Like, what, what is this? We're in a public, in a, public uh, let's go back to the gym training you know? thing. Let's go back to this that seedy old gym that yeah. created character and you great listened to people. Him. You should have won that first fight, exactly. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Uh, and like, lover. yeah, you know, kind of you're right, Degan. He lost the struggle, he lost the fire, right? And that's yeah. and that's what I keep saying. A lot of a lot of people, you know, they're successful in the sport because they have a, a a an event that fuels them, you know that burns in their soul, right? It's just fire burning. I, I go to them. So once I was watching this 30 for 30 called the Maravich Project. It was, it was about Todd Maravich. He was this quarterback for the uh, for the Las Vegas uh, Las Vegas Raiders, the Oakland Raiders at the time. Um, he, he His dad made him a machine, right? A machine, right? Then in this doc, he, like, Todd is like, I literally just wanted my dad's love. And I did right. w- I did whatever he said to get it. But he never told me he loved me. And then, and then he had this great game in the NFL where he like passed for like 400 yards and like four touchdowns or some random nonsense like that. And he like the Raiders win, right? And his dad says, "I love you," right? And in the in the doc, I, I need to rewatch it. But for what I gleaned from the doc is when he said, "I loved you," that fire in Todd Maravich poofed because he, that he finally that, got what he got what he, he wanted. He finally got what he wanted. Yeah. He, and, and 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 so he was like, uh, my work is done. I don't need anything else. And then Todd Maravich's career kind of went a little downhill. It would also, you know, you know, drugs and other stuff also help also were a catalyst. Um, but from in that moment, I probably misinterpreting that in the documentary, but that's what I got from it. So I always thought like great fighters have this one tragic moment or horrible moment that fuels them to be great. You know, yeah, you yeah. know, like, 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 like growing, like your your childhood, or like not wanting to be, like, like always remembering not wanting to be in that neighborhood that you grew up that you were like, like, like just, like you don't want to be in a seedy underbelly part of a town. Right. So you're like, that's that's your that's your fire. Or Muhammad then- Ali, or Muhammad Ali winning a gold medal in Rome, then coming to America and no and no one liking you, and he was like, what, what? What happened? Yeah. What happened? And then you're like, hey, Cassius, it's called racism. And he's like, well, screw yeah. that. And then the famous where he throws his gold medal in the in the Louisiana River. I don't know if that's true or not, because, you know, I wouldn't do that anyway. I would keep it personally. It's worth a um, lot of money, that gold yeah, medal. Yes, that's a lot of money. Um, <laughs> though Back then, they were real gold. Like, they were real gold. Like, they were real gold. Now they're not real gold, which is kind of whack. Um, but yeah, like, like having a, a moment where it's like, it's like that 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 just lights your fire. And in this film, Rocky 
in the first part, Momo was gone. He yeah. he isn't living in a in a one bedroom apartment. He has a massive house. He has a motorcycle. Um, like yeah, it's like uh, Mick has that great line where he's you yeah. know, it, it happened to you is the worst thing that could happen to any fighter. You became civilized. Exactly. You know that's true. Yeah, and, and, and he kind of he kind of needs to um get that kind of seedy seediness again you know and that, that's what's great about where he he goes to the he starts working in creed's gym in the, the beginning of the third act and uh he's the, him and adrian are like holed up in this crappy old apartment she's like yeah mm-hmm. we've been through worse you know because she has to wash her hair in the sink and like yeah so yeah so he, need, he needed that fire he needed that spark again mm-hmm. and part of part of that is maybe th- putting himself in some um on uh, un not unfamiliar because it's obviously very, it's familiar, very familiar, but but maybe uncomfortable or or you know the the change of scenery thing that we talked about. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like in L.A., you kind of reset. Like this, like basically, like what you grew up in. You know. Yeah. You know, walking down the street, you got you got, you got people singing in the street. You probably got a uh, you know random hobos walking around the your part of Philly. <laughs> got one interaction with. With Polly and those two yeah. bums, yeah. Like, hey, people are trying to sleep. No, sleep, and then the bums like, "You shut up!" Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. So like, <laughs> Rocky doesn't want to go back. Uh, Polly doesn't want to go back to that, but Rocky needs to go back to that to re yep. rest- reset the mentality. Right? You need to reset it, bro. You need to reset it. And you know, and and Apollo knew that. Apollo's like, "We got to start from the beginning." Yeah. And I know where you're from. Cause I fought you twice, so I know where you're from. So I'm gonna set you back. This because where you're from is where I'm from. You're from you're from you're from the dirt, the dumps, grit, and dumps exactly. <laughs> and then now we're we're both we're both rich now. You know we're both rich now. We're living in mansions, but you, we need to go back to the beginning. You know, cause like in when you know when Apollo when, when he's doing his montages in the one and two, you know, he's not at the old gym right where the, the old gym where we we see in Rocky three. He's in like this nice little, you know, palatial gym where he's like knocking out his sparring partners. And then and then it's kind of like Apollo, you need to reset you. You need to reset yourself as well. So he they went back to the old gym, the first gym, the gym that made Apollo Creed Apollo Creed. And they yeah. and you know, they they kind of Apollo's resetting Rocky, but Apollo's resetting himself too. At the same time, at yeah. At the same time. So That's like now it's like we got to go back to the beginning. And he's saying this to Rocky, but really Apollo's like. I need to reset myself. You know, yeah. I lost to you for I lost to you for a reason, because I lost. I lost. You 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 just wanted it more than me. You know, I wanted yeah. it, but you needed it. You know, the line is mm-hmm. like look in the fire in their eyes, Rocky. You know, when he goes to the gym and he's there's all those guys and they get giving him that that look. Mm-hmm. And there's like a really close up shot of Rocky and you see his eyes and they they. You know, they that's what back you've lost. Forth. That's what you've that's lost. That's what you lost. That look. Need, exactly. You need to get that look back. Yeah. So, all right, Dagan, we're, we're, we're coming down to 40 minutes. Your closing thoughts yeah. on Rocky 3. Yeah, this was a shorter. I think this is n- not as short as Rocky 4, but still the like, yeah, second shortest. I went 30 minutes, I think. It's like an hour, hour and a half. Hey, yeah. back in the days when every movie didn't have to be three and a half hours long. But, yeah, um, yeah I think I think this is a very entertaining Film, uh, we'll do our rankings towards the end, but it, it again, it's tough to rank it low because it's like all these movies are great. I like, I like mm-hmm. them all in, for in various degrees, um, five maybe aside, but 
uh, yeah, man, it's, this is uh, very entertaining for what it is and uh, very different than the first two Rocky movies. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it it uh, it serves its purpose, I think, is I keep mm-hmm. coming back to that phrase. It's like it, it didn't really need need to be, you know, this this mm-hmm. dark, gritty, Rocky kind of thing. It was more like, yeah, it's it, it helps to serve the story. And tell the story. I think Stallone had a pretty good idea of how this was all going to pan out. And you were talking about him wanting to end on mm-hmm. three. Then he obviously keeps him going because I, I think they did pretty damn well at the box office. Oh, absolutely. So, so I think I think it's tough to say because I, I gave the first one, I think, is a pretty much a perfect film. You know, there's no perfect films, but it's it's a classic. Ten out of ten. Rocky two, I think I gave a nine out of ten. This one, I think. I think I might have to go. It's it's close to Rocky too. I would think I would say probably like an eight or an eight and a half out of ten. Not quite as good. I don't like it quite as much as Rocky two or one, but still very very good. So I think I'd probably probably put it about an eight eight and a half. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't have much more to say. I think I pretty much covered everything. So what about you? Uh personally, I love this film. Uh I'm generally this was the first film I, first rock film I ever watched. So there was that. Um box office it made 270 million. I think I think that's I think that's adjusted for inflation cuz I think without without the adjusted in the inflation it made altogether 125 million dollars. Either so way that's adjusted it. pretty good. That's pretty good. But and then they adjusted it to uh 270 million I think. Uh give or take. Um cuz you know you can't, you know, seventeen million dollar budget. You make two seventy. That's pretty damn good, you know. Um, and that, seventeen million. That was the budget. Seventeen million. Wow. Seventeen million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty low budget. Mm-hmm. These movies. Nah, it's pretty high for a Rocky film. To be honest with you. I guess it is for eighty. Yeah, for eighty two. Yeah. Yeah. Because it because because one was a mill. Yeah. You go to seventeen in two films. Jesus Christ. Ah, uh, but yeah, I love this film. I love I love the relationship Rocky and Apollo have. Um, um, first time I ever cried in the movies when Mick died. Um, Adrian, Adrian just showing up and being the MVP of of one, two, and three. She's the MVP, man. She's the MVP of the first three films. So like, you know, her scene in number one where she cusses out Polly, her scene yeah. in two with uh with the, with the hell scare tells him to her, win, tells yeah. him to win. This one, the beach scene where she like yeah. checks him. She's phenomenal. She's phenomenal. Just tremendous Agreed. all around. All Shout right. out to Talia Shire. Shout out to Talia Shire. All right, I'm gonna end this, y'all. Like, oh, always and do. speaking of oh. speaking of racist, shout out to Hulk Hogan for his portrayal of Thunderlips. We yep. didn't really oh, talk about of that. Fun fact of <laughs> fun fact of that. Um, Johnny Carson was so impressed with his performance, he invited him on the Tonight Show, which was a good thing because Vince McMahon fired him for being in the film, and then probably rehired him because he became famous. Which yeah, um, yeah, makes know, sense. You know, but I'm a more and then Mr. T. Was Hulk Hogan's tag partner at yeah. WrestleMania, WrestleMania one? One. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Fun fact, though, uh, more positive fact instead of you know I haven't talked about that racist. Um, the montage at the beginning of the film includes footage of Stallone on the 1970 version of the Muppet Show, right? Yes. Yeah. I meant to bring uh, that up. Uh, Thank you for yes. remembering. But yeah. Jim Henson did a helping hand for them. He filmed a new intro with Kermit. Introducing him 
as Rocky Balboa so it's they could Rocky use in the Balboa. film. So yes. he made a special intro for the film because a hey, shout to Jim Henson for being a being yeah. a great guy, man. Shout out to you, Jim. Hell shout yeah. out to you. And another and, and last week, because it's, it's a little too small for facts. Uh Frank Stallone was was uh was in this movie. He cameoed as one of the dudes Rocky beat up in the in the opening montage. So yeah, there's another there one. There you go. Yep. There you go. All right, guys. Dagan, where can people find you, my man? You can find me all over this channel and on the interwebs social media at Dagan SB, D-A-G-A-N-S-B. And yeah, man, look forward to talking some more. Rocky, next up, Rocky single-handedly wins the Cold War. Exactly. Exactly. I guess I'm Ferris Blonde. You can find me at, oh, snap, I forgot something. I'm so dumb. Oh, I'm I didn't so have dumb. the title the title things up. No, no, no. Did we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. I, I <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 45 Fer- minutes into the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm at Ferris Blonde. You can find me at Ferris Blonde on Twitter every Monday on our other YouTube channel. Uh, let's get ready. Let's get ready. Let's get ready. Network the highlights every um every Monday three o'clock. Good friends with arrivals with my main man Caleb, uh as well as um anything else on that show. Nope, that's it. That is it. Just that. So make sure to make sure to see that. Um, on the entertainment side, every Friday three o'clock, the Rocky reviews. Like yes. and subscribe. On the on the entertainment on the OG channel, we're at 785 subscribers, 15 away from 800, 225 away from a thousand. Share, like, subscribe. Your mother, your grandmother, your brother, your sister, your father. You know, the your hobo bu- at the the guy at the gym. Yeah, like know, walking in through the supermarket. Share the link, man. Just share the link. Share the link. Uh, and we really appreciate that. Thank you so much, everyone. Y'all have a wonderful night. Stay safe. Stay calm. Peace. I the tiger, baby. I the tiger. Dun, dun, dun.